Folks, hello and welcome to Tavern Chat. I am your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR. And as you can tell from the background, yes, I am not home in New York City. I am in the Poconos where it's a balmy, I think, 45 degrees right now. I think that's going to be a high tomorrow. Interesting times. New York was still experiencing, I don't know, late summer, early fall, and now we're smack dab in a late fall up here. In any case, um, I've had a number of appointments, not my own, but uh, a number of appointments where I've taken rates in the last uh, week or so. And in doing so, I've been taking my iPad with me. Now, why am I taking my iPad to this appointment? Because I'm sitting in a car. And I'm sitting in a car, uh, either listening to XM Circus Radio or I am reading Game Wizards, the epic battle for Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, according to this, I am 13% into it. I am not extremely far into it. It's John Peterson. John Peterson does good stuff. But even more importantly, um, John Peterson has taken his game to 11. Before, he was the historian that would write. He was very good. He's taken very good to the levels of great plus. Uh, the writing is not just entertaining, it's informative. Again, I got no spoilers to give you, but I do find something very interesting. And and that is, let's say, scratch my nose. Um, that even back then, when I say back then, even in the early 70s, when Guy Gax is working with... Uh, was it uh, Gideon Games, uh, Larry? And he's trying to get this stuff in motion, and he's working on stuff with different people, including his future uh, partner in crime, uh, right? Who then had a, they had a falling out. So we think of Dungeons and Dragons, and we think Gary. For the most part, right? But Dave Arneson was the partner. But but Gary and Dave had partnered on prior stuff. And what's interesting is Gary was basically the editor, product, project manager, maybe what we would call these days. And yet the people that he had recruited, right, for another company that he was editing the works with, he was tweaking it, and it was Arneson and Gygax for this release, or so-and-so and Gygax for this release. Checks were bouncing, right? Checks were bouncing. It wasn't Gary's checks that were bouncing, but Gary had to say, I'm sorry, people aren't, you guys aren't getting paid. And it's not like this was earth-shattering numbers of, of dollars and cents. At one point, the buyout, if... Um, TSR was going to go belly up, right? And wasn't going to continue publishing Dungeons and Dragons. The buyout by the creators, which is interesting because Gary was signing as a publisher and Gary was also signing as one of the creators, would have been 300 bucks. Can you imagine? I mean, you can't, you can't even buy uh, an OCE in a de decent uh, condition, the original collective edition of D&D &D White Box for... 300 bucks, right? Imagine buying the property, the copyright, the trademark, 
300 bucks. So that was what would have happened if the game hadn't been a success. And now a lot of us think that the game was a success right out of the box. It wasn't. So it's an extremely good read now. The reason why I have it on Kindle and not in paperback, and for the longest time I was all about give me the paper. But uh, Kindle is convenient because it allows me to put my book collection on my iPad, right? In theory, I could even sneak some reading in on my iPhone, right? Because the Kindle app will sync across devices. And you can also get it on a, a Kindle device, but uh, to, even I will say there gets to a point where there's too many devices. So I'm I'm doing this, I'm reading this on Kindle. Also, I get to do the uh, white text on black. It seems to be easier on my eyes. I can make the text bigger, which again is easier on my eyes. I am 54. I don't wear glasses when I do these casts, generally speaking, but believe me, I, I wear glasses in my day-to-day -day life and uh, not having to wear glasses when reading something of this intensity. And it's intense. But there's a narrative voice that John has that he's always had it when he's joined onto podcasts. He's had this narrative voice and you, you listen to him and you, you get enveloped in a story. And with this book, that same narrative voice is what you're reading. And it is engrossing. And I must say that earlier today, Rachel got an appointment earlier than I expected. And I was in the middle of a paragraph and I like, didn't even unlock the car door fast enough because I had to figure the finish the paragraph at the very least, you know, finish that, that, that imagery that's going on. And that's it. It's imagery. And it is a lot of details. Now, some people are going to go, I don't need to know these details. Yeah, you do. If you don't know history, maybe not you, but somebody will be doomed to repeat it. You have to see the risks that were taking, taken, the foolish steps that were taken. And the amazing thing about Dungeons and Dragons is that this is a property that was written by two very different people. Uh, Dave and Gary were yin and yang, okay? They really, but um, whereas Dave had the imagination to step out of, uh, out of the box, right? Um, Gary had the focus to take that and put it literally into a box. And I think without Dave, we would never have Dungeons and Dragons because I don't think anybody would have thought of the concept as we know it. But without Gary making it into something that was more focused, more usable, more something that you could show others. And well, I guess the Secret Dungeons and Dragons here in this book even explains that the Secret Dungeons and Dragons was people playing it at one of the early Gen Cons, playing it. And listen explaining how role-playing games works. Now, we've tried this with uh, different editions of the basic set, right? And, and samples of play and all that stuff, but nothing speaks as well as to how to play a game like Dungeons & Dragons or any role-playing game by actually playing it with other players. That interaction, that immersion, um, uh, it, it is priceless. You know, Rachel's experience at her first North Texas was 
literally just getting into the games, not worrying about the rules. Rules were secondary. Rules were in the background. Rules came down to what die do you have to roll? Did you hit? What kind of damage did you do? What what actions are you taking? It's not it's not in the book. Don't worry about it. Tell uh tell the GM what you want to do. And that's very much early D and D. And that's something that wasn't something that people were used to, right? That was a lot more freeform than people were used to. Yet it was still more structured than the freeform uh, cops and robbers, army men, plunder of the apes, which we played in. Uh, Elementary school in first and second grade. Don't don't ask me. Uh, you know, Planet of the Apes. The, the you know, I think the, uh, the the girls were the apes. They were capturing the boys. Uh, it was like a it was like sides of tag or something like that. But we had to co-opt it with one of the uh, one of the popular IPs at the time. So if you get a chance, um, seriously, grab this book. Uh, I would love a chance for a chance to have uh, John join Mike and I uh, on a talking crit. It would be great. I don't know. I've spoken with John a few times. I don't know him well. Uh, maybe Mike has a few more connections than I do in this one. Maybe we can make this work. But uh, it also gives me a little time then I to finish reading it. I, I, I'm going to – hopefully I'm up here in the Poconos for a few days. I'm going to squirrel away some time over the next few days to at least get a quarter into the book, if not more. It's also one of these books where you don't want to read it too fast. But you want to absorb everything that's happening. There's a lot of balls in motion in this game. And it's like things like, yeah, I, I knew Dave had worked for an insurance company. I knew he had worked as a, as a basically as a cobbler, right? Uh, repairing shoes. To actually see how this is all playing out and the time frame of it, and have it as a narrative and, and, and reading summaries of, and quotes from some of Gary's correspondence and letters to others uh, gives an insight you're not going to find anywhere else, I swear. So, Edison, if I, if, if I was home and I was doing this, and I probably want to get home and have my second screen, I'll be able to put up screenshots and all this wonderful stuff, but I'm, I'm not home. I'm working with a laptop. So this is what you get. And, and hopefully, I was, I was actually working off my good mic after this whole point. And what would what would the point of this be if I wasn't? Of course not. I'm working off my MacBook mic. Oh well. Okay, sarah, sarah. The other one's plugged in. I'll make sure I I make sure the settings are right for next time, folks. No links. Um, if you do want to go and uh, uh, shop this, and, and you want to, all right. I'll I'll, I'll put a link to. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes, um, and that way. So here, uh, it's not sponsored, but it has an affiliate link. There'll be a link in the, in the notes and in the comments that if you want to buy this book, uh, you can support the tavern. Listen, money is to support the tavern, whether it's the ad revenue or whatever. So we, we got uh, Bad Mike a new Bluetooth headset. Um, we're gonna hopefully uh, do the same for Glenn in the next uh, month or so. Uh, this is just going to improve what we all do. So I can't thank you enough. Oh, and how can I forget? Another link I'm going to have to put in is for the St. Jude's uh, fundraiser. Because, uh, dear God, we have gotten more money for the St. Jude's fundraiser. Um, 
It is, geez, well over uh, 900. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up right now if I can. Um, if I can let you know exactly where we're at. So if we hit a thousand for the end of business on Thursday, I will order a blue dye for my hair and I will dye my hair blue and it'll stay blue for at least a week. Um, and if we hit 1200, I will go shopping. Oh no, 1200 is not shopping. 1200 is blue hair and uh, those horrible pants from the, uh, from the video. Uh, Oh, oh my God! Uh, so blue hair, horrible pants from the video. Uh, walking a dog in Forest Park. That's if we hit twelve hundred by the end of business on on Thursday. And my internet connection here really sucks. We're at fourteen sixty seven. What? Holy shit! Uh, that is a real surprise. Okay, somebody just. Oh my God! Yeah, we had a five hundred dollar donation. So. All right, so I'm I am dyeing my hair blue, and I am going to be walking the dog for at least an hour. Rachel will film parts of it uh, in Forest Park, uh, dressed like a bloody bloody ass fool. Uh, thank you, Eric, for uh, your amazing amazing donation. I did not see that much just come in as I was doing this. Um, if we hit fifteen hundred before the end of the month, I got to go food shopping in this wonderful outfit. So. Folks, again, thank you for your generosity. It is literally, literally amazing. Um, be safe. Be well. God bless. Roll those dice. We're still in the midst of the world of COVID. Please use your common sense. Keep yourself, your family, your friends, your loved ones healthy and safe. All right, folks. Oh, my God. I am glowing. Holy crap. Thank you so much. Later, folks. <laughs>